Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com. Good morning and welcome to 50 Shades of Hospitality. This is Crystal Cavan, your host. Today we are welcoming Mohamed Margalani to our program. Welcome, Mohamed. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for inviting me for this program. It's my honor to be here with you. My name is Mohamed Margalani and I'm the Cluster Jenna Manager for the Ritz Carlton Riyadh and the Ritz Carlton Jeddah. I have graduated in 2006 from Glion Institute of Higher Education with a bachelor's degree in hospitality and tourism management and I have obtained my MBA from EHL and that was on 2020 with a focus on hospitality. I have been working in the industry for almost uh, 18 years. I have started my career uh, in uh, finance with Four Seasons Riyadh and manager in training program. And then I have been moved to Fairmont, Raffles, Mecca Clock Royal Tower, which is the big uh, tower in Mecca with the clock. And I have moved there as a group chief accountant. And then I have moved to Ritz Carlton Riyadh as part of the pre-opening as assistant director of finance, and then got promoted to financial controller, director of finance. And then I decided to switch into operation. So I moved as a hotel manager, and then I got promoted to a general manager and to my recent role, cluster general manager for Ritz Carlton Riyadh and Ritz Carlton Jeddah. Starting with your education, Mohammed, you have an amazing background, a bachelor degree from Lyon, an MBA from EHL. Could you please tell us about your Swiss education experience and what it was like for you to come to Switzerland, coming from Saudi Arabia to Europe to study in Switzerland? Of course. Switzerland is the home of some of the world's top hospitality uh, schools, such as EHL, Glion Institute, and La Roche, and many others. And um, they are renowned for its high quality of education they are providing. Personally, beside the level of education that I have gained while studying over there, the multinational students that I have been able to study and work with. This prepared me to be a leader in a multinational company, such as a Ritz Carlton Hotel. I really enjoyed learning from other cultures, as well as getting uh, the chance to also show other people my own culture, which was, uh, which was really, uh, really nice, really fun. I, I really value these times. And of course, Leon at that time, they have the internship program. And uh, I'm sure you found that also to be very helpful for your future career as well. Absolutely. You see, with the, with the Swiss education, most of the programs that they are providing, they are requesting uh, for internship. And mostly the total, the total length of the internship you know, is uh, divided. But the total length is almost uh, a year, which really gives you uh, on hands 
uh, and uh, it gives you confidence. So when you finish your program, you feel that you are ready to go to the world and participate and uh, excel in what you do. And I have uh, valued these opportunities. And I believe I still remember the, the times when I when I was doing my internship. I did it with Rosewood. I did it with Four Seasons. And every time I go there, I learn something more. And I go back to school and I receive the theoretical education. And I believe it's a good match what they are providing, theoretical and practical experience. So in your opinion, Mohammed, what are the pillars of the best hospitality education and why? So you see, I can say there are five pillars that uh, it is important for uh, hospitality education to have it. The first one, of course, as we talked about the practical hands-on training, it's very important. Mm-hmm. You see, the hospitality industry is based on providing services to the people, professional services. So it depends a lot on the experiences that you have. And with the Swiss education that they are providing almost a year of internship, this point is filled. At the same time, industry connections. Right now, many hospitality educations, they are partnering and collaborating with international companies, international hotel names. And you can see that in some of the institutes, either they are sponsoring some of the classes or providing a case studies, life case studies, which means that while you're studying there and while you're working on a project or on a case study, it's a real case study that you are studying. It is equipping you to prepare yourself for the future when you go over there. At the same time, international exposure, studying with many different cultures, many different nationalities, many different backgrounds, it will uh, make you having an open mind and uh, let you learn other cultures, which is very important in what we do in the hospitality. Absolutely. Also focusing on guest experience. Hospitality is all about providing a professional service, a professional guest experience. And uh, last but not least, business acumen. And this is what we are learning heavily during, uh, I remember during our bachelor degree, the financial models, the marketing models, the human resources. So it's covering all aspects of management in order to prepare you to be a manager for the future. Being a Saudi national yourself, Mohammed, we believe you are probably well-placed to give us your insights into hospitality in Saudi Arabia right now. We've been hearing quite a lot about the great projects the country is working on to promote tourism and to make Saudi Arabia the next number one destination in the Middle East. Could you share more exciting news with our audience? about what exactly is going on in Saudi Arabia right now? With pleasure. So Crystal, one of the main pillars for Vision 2030 is uh, tourism. And the government are focusing and they are investing heavily in the tourism industry. And uh, they are working on several major projects. We call it Giga projects, such as uh, Red Sea Global, which has Amala project. And uh, they are creating um, wonderful luxury uh, resorts for the people. It is untouched land. So it will be totally uh, a new destination, as well as Neom and the line that has been announced by the Crown Prince. Also, we have Kedia, which basically uh, working with uh, Six Flags. So it would be the biggest entertainment city uh, when it comes to size. And it, all these projects are already working uh, in line. And we have other heritage sites, such as the Ra'iya site. It's one of the major projects, which Jerry Enzirello is the CEO over there. And the advancement that they have reached to so far, it's it's really stunning. I mean, it's unbelievable the fast pace that the country is moving right now. Saudi Arabia is a big country, so it's covering all type of tourism, either uh, agricultural tourism or either you're talking about uh, religious tourism, heritage tourism, or coming to enjoy the Ritzy, right? So um, it's a lot going on. And having said that, 
The Crown Prince mentioned that it will offer 1 million job opportunities for Saudis for local. So in total, 3 million jobs will be uh, available. And we are expecting 1 million to, to have Saudis to be working in, in those uh, jobs. That's amazing. That's a huge difference from, say, 10 years ago, when actually, if you were not visiting Saudi Arabia, if you were not visiting Mecca, it was not so easy to be able to visit Saudi Arabia. So a revolution, actually, that Saudi Arabia is going through in terms of hospitality and tourism. Absolutely. And uh, many projects are being announced. A, a lot is going on here. And uh, I'm very excited to be uh, a part of it and to be living it here myself. Yeah, I can imagine. Again, when looking at your LinkedIn file, we see a lot of consistency in your career path. While your experience has been acquired by working for different world-renowned brands, it's quite clear that you've been able to climb the ladder, as we say, towards reaching the position of general manager for Ritz-Carlton. Would you mind explaining with some examples and anecdotes about your journey to become general manager? Thank you, Crystal. I've, I've been blessed by having a lot of people who were supporting me in my career. And I have not done it myself. It is all the efforts of the ladies and gentlemen that I am working with. But there are three main things that I would say that helped me a lot in my career. Number one is humbleness. So having said that, willing to listen and learn, being humble. Yes, I have graduated from prestigious school, but I have started my career with humbleness, going there and having the courage to learn and to listen to other people. And I, I, I get blessed working with many people that I have learned a lot during my career. So it's all built up level of education that you're getting from different people. And number two, I would say focus. So having said focus, you have to put or draw clearly your goal. Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And you just need to focus on that and leave anything else just aside. Just keep focusing on your goal. And number three is resistance. You have to be resistance toward your goal. I remember uh, one time in my career when I joined the Ritz Carlton, and I joined the pre-opening team as assistant director of finance. So at that time, I had two directors of finance, each one coming and spending one year and a half and then going to a different destination and another one coming. So I remember the first time my director of finance resigned and decided to move to somewhere else, I applied for the job. And uh, I received the reply that you are not ready yet. You have the potential, but you are not ready yet. A new director of finance came. And uh, after one year and a half, I applied for the same position after the director of finance left. And also they told me, you just need a little bit, a little bit of time. <laughs> so many people would say, uh, you know, you, you could just have quit, quitted and, and moved to somewhere else. But I was so focusing on getting that title and I was persistent to have it. And finally, I received it. And I can see the difference when I received it after so many years and many director of finance in front of me worked and I learned from them. So it really felt, uh, it felt very good. I had a high confidence in my position at that time. So these three, uh, you can say pillars that for me, on my own perspective, uh, helped me during my career. Humbleness, focus and resistance. Yeah, and persistence is definitely a characteristic that uh, I think we're losing. A lot of uh, a lot of people say that you know young people today often uh, they're lacking persistence. So I agree that's a it's an important characteristic to have, especially when you've got goals. You need to keep your eye on the ball, as we say. So, Mohammed, would you consider yourself to be more of a mentor or a leader or something else? Can it be both? 
<laughs> sure, absolutely. Yep. You see, the leader sets the directions and the vision, right? And uh, being a mentor, you are developing your team. So giving you an instance in my capabilities as a cluster general manager. So it is my job to set the vision and help the team to reach to that uh, direction and show the direction and assist them. And at the same time, it is also my duty to develop my team and mentor them and let them give uh, their best. And I'm happy to see a lot of ladies and gentlemen at the risk of in Riyadh and Jeddah has been developed and right now they are actually reached to the level of executive committee. I've seen them when they were in an early stage of their career. So it feels good that part of your job is to let people bring their best, to assist them, discover their uh, their passion, unleash their power and reach their goal. So I think it's a mix between leader and a mentor. So what is the current situation in Saudi Arabia in terms of employment for skilled and trained hospitality staff? If a need for improvement is necessary, what would that be and how do you think it needs to be done? I mean, you mentioned just before that uh, the possibility of all these new hospitality jobs opening up in the next few years. Is Saudi Arabia ready for this and how are you going to meet this challenge? Okay, so let me answer your question in two parts. First, internationally, the capabilities that we have in Saudi Arabia internationally, and then I'll talk about the local talents, if you allow me. So the CEO of the Raya projects, which is one of the mega projects that's happening in Saudi Arabia, the heritage site, the jewel of uh, Saudi Arabia. The CEO is Jerry Zerillo. Jerry Zerillo, who used to work with the, as an area general manager for four seasons, and he used to be the CEO for Forbes Travel. And we have uh, Mr. Hervey Hamler, one of the founders of the Ritz Carlton. He came to the country and he worked for almost two years, and they had the pleasure of having a cup of coffee with him, uh, meeting him uh, often when he was in Saudi Arabia. And we have Mark Dardane, who is the COO for uh, Saudi Hotel Management Company, who also graduated a uh, long time back from EHL. So we have a big base of uh, EHL and Glion and La Roche alumni in Saudi Arabia. Now, when you talk about the local talents, the government and specifically speaking, Ministry of Tourism are supporting many programs to make locals ready to fill all the opportunities that we are going to have in the market. So we have many local institutes right now. Most of the universities that we have in Saudi Arabia, they have actually a college for hospitality. The number of people studying right now on those local universities hospitality major is a lot we are actually having a queue of people standing just to get accepted to study on those uh, majors and at the same time we have some institutes specialized in vocational training and we have a couple of culinary schools and one of it that we are collaborating already with in the Rizkarat and Riyadh and Jeddah and we had many of their graduates we provided them many opportunities and they are actually very talented so I believe that the government are doing everything and they are going a lot of things to make sure that we have the right local talents and all of them are equipped. And this is in addition to the big number of students who are currently studying in Switzerland, in Lyon, in EHL, in La Roche, Cesar Ritz. We have many local people that they are under the sponsorship of the government. They are studying hospitality. And all of those, it's a step to prepare for the giga projects that we are going to have. So the Saudi government is really putting the resources into getting ready for this big hospitality and tourism boom that's going to be happening in the next few years. Absolutely. 
definitely. While it is a fact that Saudi Arabia has made huge efforts to be more open and thus project a more modern image of themselves, the perception of a very closed, traditional, and old-fashioned country still persists in many countries. What examples can you provide to demonstrate that change is in progress and that these old-fashioned ideas about Saudi Arabia are no longer true? Actually, a lot. The country has changed a lot uh, in terms of uh, the way they are preparing the country to be open country to have tourism. The hospitality is already there. Hospitality is part of the DNA of all Saudis. They've been uh, known for it uh, since long time. And people, they are even creating poems, you know, all about being hospitable and who is the most hospitable. So it is already there in the blood. Uh, what we needed to do is to uh, merge it with international standards. And I believe this is the best mix that we could have. So right now we have the Saudi people going abroad to learn the international standard of hospitality in addition to uh, the authenticity of hospitality that they already have and that they already grown up with. But to see how the company has been uh, changing only in, in the last uh, couple of few years, the uh, woman can drive right now in Saudi Arabia and uh, the Minister of uh, Tourism has launched the tourist visa and that was on October, if I'm not October or November 2019. We have seen a lot of uh, tourists coming in already to the country and a lot of uh, travel agencies, they are already in contact. And this is a small example with the risk Carlton asking us to have a farm trip just for the sake of opening uh, uh, the country for uh, or bringing tourists from different markets to Saudi Arabia with the huge demand that they are having. And at the same time, right now, you can see a lot of uh, international celebrities, international business uh, owners and uh, CEOs around the globe. They are all visiting the country. We are having future investment initiative, which is Davos of Arabia, we call it. And it happens every year in Riyadh and precisely at the Rizkarat in Riyadh. It's been going on every year and um, you can see the number of uh, business owners and businessmen around the globe and top CEOs around the globe coming every year to Riyadh. And right now they are coming and they're spending more days. Previously they were coming just to attend an event and then leave. But right now they are actually coming and they're spending more than the days that they need for the event to discover the country. So from all aspects, probably you will feel how the country opening its arm to everyone in the world. Mohamed, what are the work opportunities you mentioned already, but what are the work opportunities for female employees in hospitality in Saudi Arabia, both for the national and international workforce? And what is being done to promote more jobs, more employment for women in Saudi Arabia? So giving an example of the Red Skeleton, since I'm working there, so married are empowering ladies. It's one of the, their main uh, focus right now. And at the same time, big part of Vision 2030 is for women empowerment. And right now you can see we are having ambassadors, ladies ambassadors around the globe. Uh, we have Princess uh, Rima, the uh, Saudi ambassador in uh, US, and you have many more ladies uh, ambassadors and representative in all government and visiting uh, official. So talking about the hospitality, in previous years, the percentage of ladies were around 15% out of the total planning. And uh, by this year at the Rizka Rotoria, they are 25. And we're looking to grow it to 40 in the coming two years. So when you talk about 40% of ladies working in the hospitality industry, and they are working in all departments. So we have ladies working in culinary, we have ladies working in housekeeping, we have ladies working in front office, guest relations, finance, and even engineering. They are working over there. During 
ميدل ايست هوتيلي اوورد ذات هابن كيس اي فيرجن ذا ليدي هو ون ذا بيست سكيورتي اوفيسر ان ذا كونتري ات واز ا ليدي ووون ذا اوورد سو ذي ار بارتيسيبيتينج ان ايفري سينجل جوب ذات وي هافينج ان ساودي ارابيا اند وي ار امباورينج ذيم اند ذي ار ادينج ا لوت اوف فاليو That's fantastic. That's great news to hear. And this change, if you think about it, it's happened so quickly. In just really a few years, you've seen a complete opening up and change in uh, what's happening in Saudi Arabia. So that's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about hospitality education in Saudi Arabia. I've heard that you mentioned already that most of the universities have hospitality schools. I've heard that Saudi Arabia has plans to open more hospitality schools in Saudi Arabia. What can you tell us about these projects? And are there teaching opportunities for educators outside of Saudi Arabia in these hospitality schools? Indeed, in order to fill the 1 million job opportunity that are going to be created, the government and Ministry of Tourism, they had to think about several approaches. So the first stage was sending the students abroad. The second stage was to enhance the current institutes that we are having and double the number that we are having. And therefore, Ministry of Tourism, they have done many collaborations with international institutes and naming some of it, I believe, Glion Institute of Higher Education, Ministry of Tourism, they are collaborating with them to provide uh, several uh, future programs within the country and i believe a lot of giga projects they are already in contact with the international schools around the globe not only from switzerland but from around the globe one of the notable project that uh, the government has created it's called saudi hospitality institute which was launched actually to be precise i think one and a half year uh, and it is the first institute in the, in the kingdom dedicated to hospitality education and uh, providing diploma providing vocational uh, training program and uh, i believe there is a, a plan to open some of the international institutes to have a base a campus in Saudi Arabia which i believe this would be a big step and a very important step to have i'm just imagining uh, some of the big names opening a campus in Saudi Arabia and the value that it will be provided by the international and experienced academic team that they are having one of the questions that we've often asked people on this podcast is do people who are in the industry think that there is enough focus on the practical skills in these hospitality management schools because we know that more and more even EHL you know it's all about management and business but obviously you have gone through internships you know that often we have to start at the very bottom with having enough practical skills to be able to work in these jobs before we can start climbing the ladder to management positions do you think the hospitality schools are doing a good enough job with teaching practical skills or do you think they maybe have started to get away from practical skills I'm a big fan of practical skills so uh, if you ask me if you wish to have more time of practical uh, programs within your study while you're studying yes i would say yes of course the more will be better most of the practical experience that we are having while we are studying in the international schools are focusing mainly in the operational department while uh, many many students they are working in marketing and human resources and in finance and uh, what we learn in the university we learn financial management right so we have the pnl and we learn how to analyze the pnl and the balance sheet but when you start actually working in a finance division inside the hotel it's a different game until so it will take you a lot of time until you'll be able to look at the pnl right you'll be doing income audit and you'll be counting the checks and you'll be doing accounts payable for a certain period of time the general cashier and you have to understand how to count your uh, house fund the treasury that you're having 
when it comes to sales and marketing, it needs an experience how to meet with the guest. Like we are learning how to meet with the guest and how to sell. You need to have an actual experience of going and meeting and selling skills to be enhanced. So I think if there is a, a possibility or a room of improvement for uh, to provide more practical experience, I would say uh, it will always be uh, beneficial to the students. What would your inspirational message be to the younger Saudi generation to encourage them to embrace a career in hospitality? You're going to be having a lot of positions open. How would you encourage Saudi young Saudis to apply and to work in the hospitality field? So let me use a quote, a famous quote for Horst Scholz, the main founder of the Red Carlton. The quote says, the old phrase says, we have not done it this way before, does not exist in a healthy organization. So uh, you have to always be creative. You have to always see what's happening uh, in the industry. There is always something new and you need to be able to catch up with the new trends that's happening. And actually, one good way to make sure that you are keeping your thing, because people, once they start work, they will focus on what they have and that's it. That's what encouraged me to go and obtain my MBA after I got my bachelor's degree. So I waited for almost 11 years and then uh, I've done my MBA because I needed to refresh my mind, right? And see what's new in the industry. And there are many, many other ways to keep yourself by looking at uh, newspaper, by looking at business cases that are being shared by your previous university or academic uh, thesis or academic uh, report. So you need to be creative. You need to add value. Don't just come and sit in your chair and just continue what the, the person who were before you were doing. You have to come and bring something new. Otherwise, what I see what's happening in this world, you'll be left behind. So creativity is the main uh, is the main factor. Do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to address to our audience through this podcast? So, especially for uh, the younger generations, so I, I would tell them: uh, be patient, be positive, enjoy what you are doing in day to day. Because hospitality is a genuine act. It's not, uh, don't uh, perceive it as a job. You have to enjoy it and it has to be genuine. When it becomes genuine, you will be able to engage emotionally with your uh, guests and you will be able to enjoy what you are doing. Mohammed, thank you. That was, those were wonderful words to end this podcast. We thank you so much for joining us today, for giving us uh, more insights into what's happening with this hospitality and tourism revolution in Saudi Arabia. Thank you again so much. Thank you, Crystal, for inviting me for the podcast. I really appreciate it. Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com.